Somebody say developing a forgiving heart. <laughs> Tell somebody forgive. Ish. See, let it not be a terminology. Now say it from your heart. Forgive. Ah, even saying it is even remedy. <laughs> you know, last week we looked at a few things. We said we are made in the image of God, isn't it? And so whatever the Father is, that is what we are aiming to do. And um, we are going to do that by starting to imitate him, isn't it? We are going to imitate who we become. Yeah, some of you, you have been imitating to become many things. Now let's imitate so I will become more like Christ, isn't it? Yeah, some people are imitating to become rich. Somebody, you know, so they don't have the wealth. But even if the way, they wear something that is almost Gucci or hasn't reached Gucci, they are on their way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Listen, you see, this particular principle, that is what has brought China and Korea where they are. And as much as we ridiculed, I remember when I was younger, the first thing that came was, I think it was bulbs and um, bulbs and televisions. And then they just changed. We had Philips. And they made a Philip eye. <laughs> it was close, but not the same. <laughs> now, a lot of their products are actually, in fact, most things. What, yes. Do you get it? But they started by imitating. Do you understand? And, and, and for copyright laws, they just put an extra I, an extra O, and then they are covered by this. Yes, we, we also say that. May we imitate Christ. May we imitate Christ. Forgiveness is one area, but there are so many. Every area of our life, we must imitate Christ. Do you get what I'm saying? Every area of our lives, we must imitate. Christ was a giver. He gave his very life. All of us, whatever we are giving is like eggs, not bacon. Do you understand? Christ gave us his bacon. Audrey. May our mind be transformed. Amen. Yeah. Like the song they sang on Sunday. We have to conform it. Isn't it? That is also another area that is a continuous process. It's not a one of God. Conform me to your will. Amen. Yeah. And one of the things we learned about forgiveness last week was that it's freely given. Forgiveness cannot have a clause to it. I will forgive you if. For we have freely received forgiveness. Do you understand? Just remember that word. Forgiveness is not foolishness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I also told you that the one who can forgive is the one to be feared. Because that is the person who is powerful. You know, the psalm said that you offer forgiveness. And that is why you are greatly to be feared, isn't it? Yeah, one of the things we learn from God, the one we are imitating, is that he offers forgiveness freely. And that, he, that in that offering, it generates fear. Amen. Some of you having people, if it doesn't happen to you, may it happen to you, that somebody will bless you with something that brings fear. <laughs> it's also another realm, isn't it? Yeah. How many of you, somebody gives you 10 pounds, you might not even say thank you. In your head, you be like, is that what you could do? Do you understand? But there's also something that when it's given to you, you shake for a long while. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying? Yes, 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 yes. You shake. 
I mean, somebody comes and drops an envelope, and then when you open the envelope, you realize there's keys to a house, together with all the house documents in your name. Receive it, receive it, receive it. You know, you received it first, so yours is coming first. <laughs> yeah. And then the thing we also said was that prayer that moves mountain is blocked by unforgiveness. Can you imagine? So every mountain in your life, if you will let go of bitterness, anger, and forgive of offense, you can move that mountain. Amen. Yeah. One of the things, did I give you, was that the last one? Yeah. The next thing is the fact that for you to be able to walk in forgiveness, you have to develop your faith. How many of you know that there are some people, if you even think back, you realize that, God, help me. Luke 17, let me read a few scriptures. Today I want to, I'll do maybe another one or two more. Then I want to talk, give some tools to help us develop forgiveness. What do you think? Yeah, it's very, very good. Luke 17. The New King James, he says that from verse 1 to 6, Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. Hey, Jesus is telling us that there is no way we can take offenses from our midst. He's telling us, oh, because if he could eradicate offenses, he would have eradicated. He said, no, 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 no. As for, I don't care whether it's the Pope, Bishop, uh, Cardinal, whatever, Sister Mary, it is impossible <laughs> that <laughs> when you go to the, the thing, most of the nuns are called Sister Mary. Anyway, <laughs> it is impossible that <laughs> no offenses should come. But woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, Rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you, say, I repent, you shall forgive. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. (laughs) This forgiveness, it needs a level of faith we haven't yet received. That's why you need to develop your faith. You need to increase your faith. You have to have a higher level of faith to walk in forgiveness. Because you know that for you to, there are certain scriptures that for you to apply to your life, your faith must reach it. Hmm. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a master seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled by, up by the roots and be planted into the sea and it will obey you. So I'm reading that scripture and I'm saying that the faith we have is less than a master seed. These people had followed Jesus. This, it was apostles. They have been with Jesus. He has been preaching to them. We are in Luke 17. Luke 5, they had gone. They had done both trips. They have, I mean, they have had relationship. And now that they are saying, Lord, increase our faith. And he's saying that actually, even the faith, the size of a master seed can move things and can help you. That means the faith they had, it hadn't reached master seed. So if Peter's faith hadn't reached master seed, you and I, where's our faith? 
if you have never seen a mustard seed before, we had some, I don't know. I'll try and find some for you because you need a microscope to see. That's the size of a mustard seed. And that size of faith is difficult to come by. Which means that the faith we operate in that we are so excited, I'm a man of faith, I'm a woman of faith. <coughs> it's like 20% of the mustard seed. So when it says develop your faith, it means that you have to work on your faith. And you have to imagine that your faith is small. It's a deception to think that you have faith. Do you understand? To a certain level, to a good degree. All of us, our faith needs to increase. You will always meet a barrier and meet something and realize, I don't have faith for this. I got a text message from a... A sister, she hasn't been around for, how many of you know Reverend is a prophet? Yeah, I'm telling you. So it was about two weeks ago or so, and then I think it was a Saturday morning, and he said, where is this, your lady? And I said, "Mm." Mm, she followed a man. She followed a man into the forest. And initially, I tried to go and rescue her. And at a point, she had to choose between the forest. And she said, unfortunately, based on her age, she has to stay in the forest. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying? If you're below a certain age, you understand. But it's okay, you're growing. So when Reverend Hudson, I explained to him that I will assume that she's still in the forest. And then, was it that same day? Also, then she sent me a message. Yeah, I think it was that day. She sent me a message. Yeah, so it was, Reverend asked me this on the, asked about her on the 29th of July, and then on the 30th of July, she said, sent me a message. Good morning, Pastor Gloria. My sister, remember the one who sang at my mom's funeral, has been diagnosed with stage four, cancer and is currently in the hospice. Please remember us in prayers. I'm desperate. So my anointing, my pastoral anointing arrived on my head. You know? And, and I said to her, Reverend asked of you yesterday and he asked that I should reach out to you. I believe that it was the Lord who had laid you on his heart. And then I made some declarations over the, this thing, and I said, I'll bring the name to my man of God, and we'll agree in prayer. Or oh, what do you think? Yes. yes. So she gave me the full name, middle names, Lord, the, all the, she gave me the full name, and uh, I prayed with her. Then today, as I was coming to her, she came, she said, good evening, PG. So obviously you can see she hasn't been around for a long time, isn't it? She's calling me PG. We have moved on to RG. You did you get what I'm saying? So you can see that she, she hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for the prayers. Just wanted you to know that the prayer has been answered. My sister has been discharged and is now at home. And she's not even on medication. But now she's really depressed and is stuck staying in bed. Please help. 
So I sent him a message. I said, we are coming over. I said this to you to say that now I have to go and ask God for the prayer and the anointing and the faith to go and do some signs and wonders on the bed. Or, you, you know, praying over a phone and it's different from being there. And say, depression, come out, rise up. <laughs> you see, it's levels of faith. It's levels of faith. It's levels of faith. And I don't remember who was the one who said that sometimes Reverend says things and it's like it's so little. But when I told you and I read it to him, I said, it's cancer, this. And he was like, she's healed. We didn't have all night to pray for her. You know? But also, if all these years she reached out to us, that means she herself, she has some faith. Even though she's never done this. <laughs> oh, you don't get what I'm saying? And for her to even give us an update and say, by the grace of God, do you understand? And this is it. And so I didn't tell you, but I told her that I will be coming. I'll bring my prophet. <laughs> you, see, you see, all of us should know the level of faith we carry. Do you understand? And want to build on it. So we are talking about forgiveness, and I'm saying that your faith for forgiveness is too low. <laughs> Somebody say, forgive. The next one is, <laughs> you see, you have to stammer a bit. <laughs> you can't say it. It's like, give me your, oh, do you have 10 pounds? And you're holding the 10 pounds, you're like, get, 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 get. take it, take it. Take it. <laughs> That's how our forgiveness is. Then they will leave the last bit, not now, we'll get later. Forgiveness is part of the fabric of the garments the Christian wears. Forgiveness is part of the fabric of the garment that Christian, which means that if you, you don't have a forgiving heart, you have to check whether there are holes in your garment. You know that sometimes there can be holes in your garment and maybe the holes are the circles where forgiveness is. So maybe you have kindness or you have you know, patience, but you can see that your garment has tears in it. Ephesians 4, I read a few scriptures from there, from the New King James, it says that verse 20 to 24, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which goes corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put off on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Remember that this man we are talking about is your inner man. It's your spirit man. Do you understand? It's not your flesh. And he's saying that if we have learned Christ, then we should put off our former behavior, our former conduct, which grows in corruption and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So the mind, if your mind doesn't change, nothing else is changing. I don't care if your mind doesn't change. That is why some of those statements, if you hear yourself saying it, you should know. I believe that even a pastor said, you see, I am one plug. I am a very strong-headed. I'm very strong-headed. The verse 30, I'll read the NLT for 30, 32. It says that, do not... 
bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Somebody say mercy. Does it mean that the way you are living brings sorrow to the Holy Spirit? Remember, he has identified you as his own. He has put his name on you, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. So ultimately, there's an ultimate goal that on that day you have to make it. And that is ultimately, that's what must be at the forefront of your mind always. That's why if you're holding unforgiveness, you must know that where is it taking you? Some people will go to hell with their unforgiveness. When you read the book of Revelation, you realize that it wasn't just fornicators and things who were going to the fire. Unbelief. Hmm. Get rid of all bitterness. So now it's telling those who will be saved on the day of redemption and what we have to do and how we bring sorrow to the, whole, to the Holy Spirit. Unless we do the following. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Ask the person by you, what are you wearing? The thing about this comment also is that you put it on. The Holy Spirit doesn't come and say, I dress you now. <laughs> do, do, do you understand? This is one that you have to wear. Forgiveness is one that you have to put on. Do you understand? Getting rid of bitterness, rage, anger, slander. It's you that this one, there is no Holy Ghost fire. There is no, that is why you find people who are strong in tongues with bad behavior. They are mean. There are some people that they are confused about their parents because they'll see their parents insulting, then they'll their parents to turn and be praying in tongues. It's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Because was their tongues not tongues? Yes. <laughs> Colossians 3, 11 to 50 says that in this new life, the NLT, in this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, messy, slave or free. Christ is all that matters. Ha! Christ is all that matters. There's a song like that, isn't it? Yeah. You are all that matters. Yeah, there's a song. Everywhere there's a song. And he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you, you, must clothe yourself with the following. He didn't say, I will clothe you. Do you understand? Yes. The, the King James said, will say, put on. You put on. So it means that as far as God is concerned, when you receive salvation, that garment is available to you, but you have to put it on. Some of us, we are holding it on our hand like a scarf, you know, like an extra fabric. And then we, we brandish it around. By the grace of God, I'm saved. That's my salvation banner. But he's saying that put it on. Do you know that when you, have some, when you put something on, it's more difficult to take it off. But when you're holding something, you can just drop it. It's easier for me to drop this face towel than to drop my shirt, my, this thing. I mean, I can take it off, but the whole service will be ruined and everything will be destroyed. The whole church will be destroyed. <laughs> oh, you don't get what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you people are crazy. <laughs> uh, tell some, you see, I'm trying to let you understand that you have to put it on. Yeah. 
If you put it on, it will stay longer with you. It's not easy for it to come off you if you have put it on. But if you are holding it, because you see, that's the thing with people who memorize scriptures. They hold it, but they're not wearing it. And it, all it generates is pride. By the grace of God, I memorize two scriptures every morning. So, you lose it as easily as you memorize it. Tender-hearted, mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Haven't you seen that? These things are not easy. I don't care what kind of temperament you have. It's not easy to be patient. If you really wanted something, you understand that it's not easy. <laughs> Gentleness. Oh. Because what we are talking about, it doesn't apply. It's not for the time of calmness. It's the time when there's rage, there's bitterness, there's anger. It's that time. It's saying that you should be tender-hearted. You should have tender-hearted mercy. You should have kindness, humility, gentleness, patience at this particular time when I need to kill somebody. He says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. You see, the scary thing about this is that it doesn't define who qualifies for forgiveness. Everybody. He says anyone. He didn't even put a clause there unless they have done this. It means that everybody qualifies for forgiveness. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love. So we are clothing ourselves with mercy, humility, gentleness. But I say, above all, clothe yourself. Because you see, when you wear love, all the others come easier. That's why it says the greatest is love. Wherever there is love, it is easier to forgive. You cannot say you won't forgive somebody that you truly love. That is why you realize that in a lot of marriages, what is there is not love. What brought the marriage was last need, but not love. I'll stay there. I'll stay there, brother. I'll stay there. I'll stay there. I shall stay there. Shall... Today is Wednesday service. So I, we, can, we can stay there. We'll stay there. We'll stay there. Yeah. Because you see, it should shake your mind on that. Yeah. Yeah, it says above all. Because when love comes, when you read Corinthians 30, you realize that when love comes, everything else is following. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who loves is kind-hearted, is patient, long-suffering, merciful. So now you have to go and see all the different relationships you have and rename them. This is my lovely sister. This is my, you quarrel with your sister every time. You quarrel with your brother every time. The sister you love and the brother you love, you forgive. Yeah. You let go. Christ says, do you love yourself? Impact, do you love yourself? It's, so you have to differentiate between love and lust. Lust creates hate. Yeah. Remember when David's son and David's daughter, then it, immediately there was hatred. Which means that some of this leads to marriage. Because you're in a marriage, they're giving you counsel. You say, I don't forgive him. I saw this, I don't forgive You don't love him. (laughs) 
which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. Somebody say, I'm called to live in peace. Peace is a calling. Peace is not accidental. Anywhere you find peace, it doesn't just happen. It's because there's love there. Because, yes. That's why it's how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, in love, in one. For there, where that place is where you see manifestations of God. Hmm. Tools to help develop forgiving hearts. Are we going to work on our heart? Are we going to help work on forgiveness? All of us need to. All, hey, people will tempt you, annoy you, irritate. Sometimes, even as we have had this, we are, we are having these teachings in this month. For most of us, this is the month that will be tried. Because we have to see whether the word is working. <laughs> How would you know whether the forgiveness message is landing in the right place? It says that the, the floods and the rain, they fall on the uh, rock and then they fall on the sun. The, all the house that is built on the rock, the storms come. Yeah. They all shake. It's only if the storm doesn't come, you know which house was built on the rock. So you can sit and say, ask for me by the grace of God, because of my temperament, forgiveness comes easily to me. <laughs> the forgive turns into forbid. <laughs> <laughs> it shall never happen. But where there's also no forgiveness, there's no peace. There's no harmony. A home that does. You see, when you see a home or a marriage, they say, oh, this is nice. Hey, they have buckets and volume rooms full of forgiveness. Yeah. Hey, they sleep in forgiveness. <laughs> they wake up in the coffee, they put small forgiveness inside the coffee. <laughs> Sometimes they even have to take forgiveness like medication. One, three times a day. <laughs> Uh, Reverend Sam says three is too small. So sometimes, have you been put on medication and they have to increase the dose? <laughs> you see that the two, three times is not working. Sometimes they have to clear all and give injection. <laughs> the tablet is not working. <laughs> Let me read a few scriptures to you. And out of those scriptures, we are going to list a few tools and then we'll go home. Amen. How many of us are learning something? How many of us are going to use what we are learning? The one who has been taught and doesn't use it, and the one who was never taught. I think it's even worse, because the one who has been taught, who knows what to do and doesn't do, and the one who doesn't know. I, I learned something, Bazam. Do you know that if a class of 50 take an exam, and the person who did the best gets like 35%, do you know that that class, nobody passed? We have somebody who was highest. <laughs> but the whole class failed. So even the person can say, Oh, who was the first? I got the first place. <laughs> because it's still an F. Do you understand? Then you can have a class of the same 50, and the lowest person got 72. That is how we want CICC to be. That when it comes to our usage of the word, even the one who is last has an A. It's 72 an A. Now it's changing, isn't it? Or it's B. 75 is an A. 72 is still B. You see, you see how it looks like? Huh? 72 is an A. Uh, 
I don't have children in school age, going age, so I don't know. You know, Pastor uh, Reverend William is memorizing this because he's in the season where these marks really, really matter. <laughs> Pamela and Pamela and you be very careful. Your father has memorized the figures. And hopefully as time goes on, he will teach Dr. Michael, you know, on how they're 12 times four. <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear. This one we have to try and forgive him. At some time, at some point, Pastor Michael, tell us that we have to let go. But we are not at that point, at point yet. <laughs> yeah. You won't understand. You to tell you to tell us twelve times four. Yeah, when the sun goes on, this it means tell us what twelve times four is. No, no, this one won't forgive. Not yet, not yet. We will forgive eventually. Yeah, no, no. thank you. Yeah. Oh, even um, even Audrey says. We are not forgiving. <laughs> oh gosh. Hmm. Romans 12. We are going to read a few verses in the NLT. Take a few points and go home. And Pastor Michael, just pray for us and go and do some complex integration equations and bring them and come and scare us so that we all shut up with our 12 times 4. <laughs> the astrophysics equations of light. Or wind. <laughs> Gabby. <laughs> Gabby's coughing. <laughs> Gabby, you, you are trying to get to your GCSU. This one has PhD. If I were you, don't cough. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Romans. You don't know. You don't know. Romans. Who said church is not nice? <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Eventually, eventually. Uh, Romans 12, 1 to 5. And so, dear brothers and sisters, plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice the kind God will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. How many of you know that this forgiveness journey, if you imitate those around you, you won't do it right? And customs of, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Hit your head, hit your head, get it into your head. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Verse 3 Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. You see the reason why sometimes we can't forgive? You see, if it was me, I won't do that to them. But look at what they did to me. You see, you're assuming that you, you won't do that. Don't think you are better than you are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measuring yourselves, not to each other, by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body. And we all belong to each other. What a nice passage. Ah, don't think of yourself that you are really better than me now. Psalm 34 verse 14 says that, Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. I told you that it's work. 
Do, do, do you understand? Yes, it's not something that's lying around. No, my, by the grace of God, my atmosphere is very peaceful. My house, my home, my children, very, it's work. The King James says, pursue peace. Romans 2 verse 1, the Bible says that, I'm giving you all these verses because forgiveness is not a joke. Some of these verses, you have to spend time and meditate on it and dissect it. Do, do you get what I'm saying? You may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad. <laughs> so the verse 2, the, the chapter 1, they had been talking about the sin and the way people are sinning and what they are doing. And they have become like this and like this. You see, when people have become bitter and are very unforgiving, the way they talk. So they are correcting them. You may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad. And you, yours is worse because you have no excuse. You know the word. When you say you are wicked, when you say they are wicked and should be punished, you are condemning yourself. For you who judge others do these very same things. A lot of the things that we are even holding on to and we will not let go and will not, we have at one point or the other, we were the ones there. They didn't say hello to me. They didn't come and visit me. You two, did you go and visit? You two, did you go and see somebody? Did you go? As for this church, when you are even sick, nobody will come and see you. We two, when we were sick, did you come and see us? It's true. Do you understand? So when you are upset about something, you have to Look at yourself. Let me give you a last verse so that I can give you the points. We are going home in two minutes. First Peter 3, verse 8 and 9. It says that finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted. And keep a humble attitude. Do not repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults. Even when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. The Bible. The Bible. The Bible. You know, there are some verses you would like to skip. Or you like them to be in Greek. So you can say, I I didn't understand that one. (laughs) That is what God has called you to do. And he will bless you for it. I say a lot of our blessings are hidden away from us because of unforgiveness. Let me list a few things for us that we should bear in mind and begin to do. The first one is that recognize and acknowledge the presence of unforgiveness in you. Because sometimes people are hasty to say, no, 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 ask for me, I've forgiven him, I've forgiven her, I've forgiven them. That in alone gives you the barrier that you're not going to go any further. Because if you don't think that the unforgiveness is lingering, how are you going to work on it? So you have to recognize it. And when you recognize, you have to acknowledge that it's there and I got to do something about it. That's why the, a, lot of, a few of the scriptures we read were saying that, hey, your waist is there. The next one is Remembrance. Remembrance. It's funny that the things we should remember 
we are quick to forget or we pretend as if we've forgotten. Because sometimes the person that you're upset with, you have forgotten every good thing that they've done. You can't forgive them for this one thing, but they've done two million good things for you and to you. So if you don't remember, it's not going to be easy for you to forgive. The next one is gratitude. You have to be grateful for the forgiveness that you have received. You have to, sometimes you have to give forgiveness as your gift to yourself. Reverend, you might have to make a visit. You see, the, the, the prophetic anointing of your, upon your life is working. Self-reflection. I'm saying that because sometimes there's so much familiarity that sets in with us. Do you know that? Yeah. I'm married to Reverend, so if I don't acknowledge the gift upon his life, I will never be blessed by it. I'll be blessed by the husband gift, but I won't be blessed by the pastoral gift upon his life and the prophetic gift. If I don't believe that if he prays for me, what I need will happen. If he prays for me, it will fall to the ground. Oh, you don't get it? You get it? The next one is self-reflection. It's one of the things that Christians are afraid to do. We are afraid to even go into our mind. That's why we can't even renew your mind. Because, you see, you can renew your mind. If you, if you have a room that you haven't gone into for a long time, will you ever clean it? You have to go there and see that the room is a mess. Do you understand? Yes. When you go into the mind, then you see that, hey, junk. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the place is so filthy, you can't use anything. Have you gone to a place that they offer you a drink? You can't touch the cup. You don't want to touch it. You don't want to touch it. They offer you something. Say, thank you. You're very thirsty. Say, no water. You say, no, thank you. Thank you. Then you're rushing so I can pass by Tesco and get a glass of water. But when you self-reflect, you become a better person. Develop humility. Humility is not foolishness. Humility is not foolishness. Give you one mind on. When you read Colossians 3, you see that it's encouraging us, efficiency is encouraging us to be humble. If you are not humble, there's some kind of pain or trauma. That's not easy to forgive. You see, people who have been, let's say, been sexually abused, do you understand? Or have gone through, it's not, you, you can say, you know, right now you have to let go. This is the season of your life that you are, see, that means you yourself, you don't know what you are talking about. That person, first of all, have to work it in their mind, and they have to have the right heart, and they also have to humble themselves before they can do that. Yeah. The next one is, to receive appropriate counseling. When it comes to forgiveness, you can get counsel from people that will even harden your heart more. Proverbs 20, 18. Give it to us in the King James. Appropriate counseling. I said appropriate counseling. is. You see that in titles and things, it talks about that, that they should give godly counsel. 
Every purpose is established by counsel and with good advice, make war. So if you have good advice, you win battles. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying? Yeah. And good advice does not come from everywhere, even in the church. Good advice does not. Some of you, you have received bad advice. That's why you have stopped singing in the choir. That's why whatever you do in church, you have stopped. You receive bad counsel. Even from somebody who may appear spiritual. Let me give you the last one so that we can go home and go and wonder. Overcome pride and uproot the roots of pride. That's the last one I'm giving. Because listen, as for pride, the Bible says what? Pride comes before a fall, isn't it? Yes. Proverbs 29, 23. Give it to us. Give us NLT for all the scriptures. So I'm going to give you a few scriptures on pride because as for pride, we will battle it for the rest of our life. Because by the grace of God, every season of your life, God will give you a promotion. God will give you an elevation. And with every elevation comes the opportunity to be proud. Comes with the opportunity to be proud. Pride ends in humiliation while humility brings honor. Pride ends in humiliation while humility brings honor. Proverbs 16, 18 to 21, it says that pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Better to live humbly, even with the poor, than to share plunder with the proud. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. The wise are known for their understanding and pleasant ways. Amen. Pride comes before destruction. Ezekiel 7.10, it says that the day of judgment is here. Your destruction awaits. The people's wickedness and pride have blossomed to full flower. That means that pride grows. Pride can flourish in a certain environment if it is given. You know that like there are plants that need sunlight and they'll flourish. There are things that will make pride flourish. And where there is pride, you can't forgive. What did they mean? Do they know who I am? Why would they do this? Are they even off my level? So many things bring pride. Your age. I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown man. Do you know the job I do? Do you know that by the grace of God, all these doctors, doctor, by the grace of God, now I'm doctor. Hmm. May pride not flourish in your life. Let me give you a last scripture, a nice one. Proverbs 13, 9 and 10, it says that the life of the godly is full of light and joy. But the light of the wicked will be snuffed out. Pride leads to conflict, and those who take advice are wise. This thing about advice. So when they say forgive, that's good advice. When they say let go, that's good advice. Do you understand? Yes. Sometimes advice has to be taken even without understanding. Especially if it's coming from a good place and from a good person. Or you don't get what I'm saying? Some of us, they were like, don't stop school. Hey, I'm struggling with the exam. Don't stop school. Okay, okay. One day you come and say thank you. One day you, 
I know I, know I don't look it, but honestly, when I was finishing GCSE, I had made up my mind that I was going to summarize schooling. Reverend Sam, can you believe that? Because I was in a school that every day from morning to evening, they're learning. They don't joke. They don't do anything. In the night, they're learning. In the morning, they're learning. Every time, they're learning. If you're not learning, you're nobody's friend. The whole school, why? So I had a conversation with my mother, and I said that. When I finished, she said, I'm going to try and... You see, you put a computer. Those times we didn't have that. We used typewriter, typewriter. The one that go, then do like that. I said, I'm going to do. And I don't even know where I got that thing from in my head. I hadn't even seen a typewriter. I said, I want to go and do typing. <laughs> I, didn't know, I, don't, I didn't know where they do it. I didn't know how they do it. But I thought that that's one when you do no more exams, no more, no more, no more. I didn't even know what I was going to use it for. All I knew that I was going to do typing. And then she sat me down and she said, no problem. You see the room you're sleeping? You can forever sleep there. You know the food I cook? You can forever eat. Other than that, I don't know what will become of your life. I said, ah. She said, oh, I'll give you food in your mouth. And you always have a place to sleep. But for the rest of your life, I have no idea what it will become. So think about it. I said, okay, then let's. Oh, yes. Have you seen a typewriter? But Reverend William has a powerful typewriter. Show them. There are people under 30. They don't know what typewriter is. <laughs> she said I should. Feel free. <laughs> and when the typewriter is noise, it goes... Yes, and then the paper too, you have to set the paper. (laughs) May you not take foolish decisions in your life. May you receive good counsel and good advice. Let's rise up onto our feet. Let's go home.